Welcome to the Polk County Public Schools Podcast, where we talk with our experts on our district staff about all the ways that we're putting students first. Welcome back to the Polk County Public Schools Podcast. I'm your host for the day, Rachel Pleasant, Senior Director of Communications, and we're going to be continuing our conversation with representatives from the Teen Parent Program. Just describe a day-to-day for both the parent and the child involved in this program. We'll start with the parent. What's the day-to-day like? Um, <coughs> well, <laughs> well, basically, I ride the bus to school every day. Well, if not the bus, I get a ride, but typically I ride the bus with my baby, and they have a car seat, all that, and I transfer, so I get off at one high school at Lakeland, wait for my bus, and I go to Travis. And then at Travis, I go straight to daycare, sign them in, or sign her in, and just go to first period. I have parents in class. And then when do you see your child during the day? Um, he, your, your daughter, correct? Yeah. Your daughter goes to, there's a child care facility mm-hmm. at Travis. And when do you, do you get to visit at lunch? What is that? Um, we don't get to visit. Well, at first, I could see her probably for like the first week, maybe. I don't know. But... You don't really get to, like, well, the first two weeks you get to see your child. As soon as you come to Travis, you get two weeks to come visit. But after that, it's probably just, like, peeking through the window type stuff. But I don't really do that because she, when she sees me, she goes, my mind just screams. Mm-hmm. So I had to stop. <laughs> I will say, um, some of our girls start at, like, at 4 o'clock in the morning. I do have a student. We have a student at our school that gets up at 4 a.m. because our bus come at 5, and she walks a distance mm-hmm. to her bus like she's like almost like a mile right like a mile mm-hmm. to her bus stop to get us so I know some girls do start earlier than others mm-hmm. depending on their location okay and the reason why we don't allow them to go down to the chapter after two weeks is for that same reason that Antonio described they actually come down and once once the baby sees their mom, it takes the staff down there another thirty to forty five minutes to get that baby back on track. That so child thinks it's time to go home. Mm-hmm. Right. Once it's mama. <laughs> yeah, they think it's time to go home once they see mom. So I mean they are allowed to go down there if it's an emergency, if they wanna if their baby has been sick over the weekend and they wanna just go check on them and peep in or if their baby is teething and they just wanna check on them. We don't have a problem with that. But um what I don't allow them to do is always go down there like every day because we don't want it to interfere with their education. Is there an age range of child that you're serving? Is it up to age five? It's up to age five. Up to age five. Mm -hmm. So I'm trying to get at if someone can just sort of comment for me what I assume there's an age appropriate curriculum that's being delivered, yeah. maybe not to the eight and fifteen month old yet. Or okay, if we yes, can comment ma'am. on it's that. It's called Learn Every Day. Learn every day. And it's catered toward each age group. Okay. And all the staff down there must follow the lesson plans. They have to complete lesson plans as well as because we have a contract with early learning coalition, mm-hmm. we also have to do assessments as well, um, with the all the children from birth all the way up until they leave us. So just elaborate on that a little bit more, that you have a, a newborn all the way up to, that child can stay in the program until age five. What kind of things will he or she learn and experience during those five years in the teen parent program? Well, based on this age, um, they should be meeting um, particular developmental milestones. And if they're not, um, we are required to make sure that we actually make contact with other referrals to make sure that they do meet those milestones. Once a young um, young 
girl or a baby goes into the one-year-old classroom, we teach them many things as far as how to grasp things. Um, we do messy play. We do outside play with fine motor skills. I mean, we just teach them the basics. And if they're not getting them, then, you know, we must do what we need to do first. Um, I instruct all my staff that early intervention is the best. And if we find out early on that we have a situation with any young baby that um, we actually get them the services that they need. Um, Early Learning Coalition also comes in and does an assessment of my program as well. So the staff, they have a whole tool assessment that they must follow when um, um, Early, Learning Co Early Learning Coalition comes in and do an audit. So they also not only look at what we're teaching, but engagement is imp important. They do a lot as far as not only just engagement, but like the milestones they're going to look at, developmental purpose, they're going to look at negative versus positive atmosphere. They look at so many different things that, you know, I might go in and do an audit of the program, but it's totally different when an outside contractor agency comes in and do an audit. So no, regardless of the age child, they're receiving an age-appropriate curriculum to Correct. help them eventually be successful Everything's education here, right? I mean, for the, the parent and the child. So, so they're both receiving what they need to succeed educationally. You would. Um, my son is young, but the overall, because she can't be there every day because, like she said, she has four programs working on fifth. But she, the one that watches over the daycare on the daily, Miss Nicole, um, she's in her desk is in the five-year-old room where you go so if you need a pass or something to class because you were down there attending to your child or just helping do something um, you go in there and I go in there quite often because I'm late usually <laughs> so so I observe that they like going back to what she said the age-appropriate curriculum they mainly teach them how to like what their hands are, what to do with them, what clapping is. And yeah, you see that children learn that coming up, but they're not really aware of, oh, I'm clapping or this is my hand. So they they learn quite a few things that you would just see in a normal preschool or mm -hmm. head start. So it's very I can actually awesome. say that they Layla, she she picks up quite a lot of things because it was like out the blue one day I said hi and she goes hey and then like waves with her little hand and I'm like who taught you that I was like oh it was probably school but yeah. she picks up a lot what does that mean to you as a parent that you childcare is extremely expensive yeah. it is ex and it is something that not a lot of Parents struggle to provide, honestly, and the fact that your children are able to have that at the same facility where you're also pursuing your education, what does that mean to you as a parent? Um, that means a lot, actually, because when I first found out that I was going to be a teen parent, that was one thing that I was stressing a lot because I was 15 when I found out I was pregnant. I couldn't, nobody wants to hire a pregnant 15-year-old, can't really depend on her. She doesn't have her license yet, not a dependable employee overall and so I didn't have the money to provide so when I heard about the teen parent program at Travis I was very excited and very thankful I guess I could say because not only is it free child care um, 
it also gives me the opportunity to finish high school and get certain things done where I can provide for my child in the future and not really not saying that I don't want to be married but I won't have to depend on being married and finding someone that can provide for me because I'll be able to provide because I was given that opportunity as a teen parent to further my education and like receive the help and support from everyone around me so it means a lot. Latonda, do you have any idea how many students have graduated from the teen parent program? I do not, but I can tell you the graduation rate. And what is that? I know you're very the, proud of that. I, I'm very, very proud Let's of that. Let's hear about it. For the last eight years that I've been tracking, every year we have between 80 to 90 percent graduation rate. So it, it's not about me. It's about these young ladies and all the people that are in place to help them be successful. But I'm so proud of that when I started actually tracking that because for many years we did not track um, the graduation rates. And I track them regardless of what school they are at as long as they utilize the teen parent program. And what I mean by that, if they decide that they don't want services, I have no clue whether that teen mom or, or dad graduated from high school. And a lot of that you said it is true a lot of that graduation success falls on the actual person the students who are in the program but what supports how are you how is the program making that high graduation rate possible what I think it has a lot to do with everyone who um, plays a part in these young ladies because it's not just the social worker or the nurse or I mean I think at these locations, it has a lot to do with the support system that is in place. Um, you have teachers that will allow the girls to stay behind. We have teachers that allow them to make up work. Although the state says that they must be able to make that work up, some most of our teachers at these locations go over and beyond, and they are willing to work with the young ladies. They are willing to actually, if they need extra help, they give it um the, the nurse works with the young ladies if they have questions, the social worker, whatever issues that they have, they can go to Miss Gaynor and say, hey, this is what's happening with me. And she'll stop what she's doing and she'll immediately start her counseling right away. So I think it has a lot to do with all the pieces to the puzzle, all the pieces to the puzzle that help these young ladies to be successful. I'm excited about it. Um, I'm very passionate about it. If you ask anybody, I'm very passionate about the teen parent program. And, um, sometimes I even have to uh, hold myself back to make sure that I do the right thing when it comes to them because I don't want anybody to ever not believe that they can't do this because it's been proven that they can. We hope you've enjoyed this edition of the Polk County Public Schools podcast. We'll continue our conversation about the Teen Parent Program in future episodes. To learn more about the Teen Parent Program, go to our website, polkschoolsfl.com forward slash teen parent. Polk County Public Schools podcast is available on iTunes and Google Play. For more stories about how we're putting students first, subscribe to our YouTube channel, Polk County Public Schools.